Hi, everyone. I'm Kyle Bechet, and this is the AAF Exchange, a podcast from the American Action Forum, where experts provide clear, data-driven insights into today's economic and domestic policy issues. Welcome, and thank you for tuning in. The Trump administration has touted regulatory reform as one of its key accomplishments. And in fact, the first two years of the administration saw significant deregulatory actions. But is the push to deregulate losing steam? As we hit the end of fiscal year 2019, we've asked AAF's Dan Bosch to walk us through regulatory budgets and how the administration fared in meeting its own targets over the past year. Dan, thanks for joining us again. Thanks for having me. So just briefly, how, how has the administration gone about cutting regulation over the past several years? Well, the primary way it's gone about it is through this thing called a regulatory budget. And that's similar to a fiscal budget in that it sets a limit on what the government can spend in the area of regulation. And then the agency has to prioritize what regulatory actions it wants to take um, in order to stay under that limit. Mm-hmm. Now, is this a new concept? I mean, what, what exactly is all this? Well, it's new in the United States. The Trump administration is the first one to try it. Uh, we've seen it elsewhere in Europe and in Canada. Um, but this is the first time America's trying it. And this is now the second full fiscal year um, that recently ended on September 30th that we've seen the administration try to uh, make some reforms this way. Thanks for that reminder, Dan. Um, Now, if people want to learn more about the regulatory budget, then you can find our longer discussion on this topic in episode five. Um, How successful has the administration been in meeting its regulatory budgets? Well, for the through the first two years, uh, they achieved $32 billion in net savings. Uh, so that's a pretty big success story when you consider that through the Obama administration, uh, there were more than $850 billion in regulatory costs added to the ledger. So that, that's just a, a, it stands in stark contrast to the previous administration. Now, I know there was some concern that they would miss their target. What, what exactly happened there? Well, so they did miss their target. The target is about $18 billion um, in total savings. What we've projected, which is not an official number because the administration will put that out later, um, but our projection is that they'll achieve about $8.5 billion in savings. So they're still on the, the negative side of the ledger, which is good, um, but they're not going to quite hit the 18. Mm-hmm. So just short of that 18. About halfway <laughs> but, there, yeah. <laughs> uh, so um, what specific policies here didn't happen? Because clearly if they had this goal in mind, they had to have thought that something out there was going to be more of a net cost cost saver than what actually happened. Yeah, I think, you know, it's tough to say if it's a specific policy that didn't happen. Um, I think what we're seeing is that they're realizing how hard it is to actually get rid of some of these regulations that have been on the books. Um, You know, one thing that we expected was when they proposed their repeal of the Clean Power Plan, which was the Obama administration's uh, primary climate change regulation, they expected about $58 billion in savings. They ended up, because of how they do the accounting, it ended up costing a billion dollars instead of saving $58 billion. So that's a huge swing there, wow. obviously. Yeah, that's a huge swing. Um, so I think they found that as you have to replace some of these things that you're trying to do that have been on the books, you're not sure how they're going to actually um, be accounted for. Right, right. So, so were they a bit too aggressive? Did they have unreal expectations this year? That's probably part of it. There were certainly some also uh, some unexpected sort of expenses, if you will. Uh, one in particular was the IRS had to put out a regulation dealing with the qualified business income deduction uh, for business owners out there. And that imposed almost $9 billion in paperwork costs. Uh, those were the uh, Department of Treasury had $0 accounted for its budget for the year. So it went over by nearly $10 billion because of this one specific rule. 
So what does the failure to hit the target say about the previous years? I mean, when when they exceeded their target, um, are, are they just simply out of those low-hanging fruit uh, regulations out there? Yeah, and I think it's part of that. The low-hanging fruit, as you call it, was a lot of Obama administration rules that they just repealed straight away. Um, so they knew how much they cost, so they knew how much they would save, so they could have a more accurate projection there. Um, and now, you know, like with the clean power plan, they had to replace it. So you can't just take the savings that you would have had. You have to figure out what goes with it. Um, and it's similar with the waters repeal that we saw recently. Uh, you know, it's not just a clean takeaway of a previous rule. All right. So they missed their target. What does this mean? I mean, nobody's going to jail, are they? <laughs> no, no, no one's going to jail. So what's supposed to happen is each agency has its own specific target it's supposed to hit. If it doesn't hit that target, it's supposed to write a report to the Office of Management and Budget at the White House and let them know how they plan to sort of make up for it in the next fiscal year. Gotcha. Unfortunately, we don't get to see those reports because they're sort of internal documents. So we don't know exactly what they missed. And there might be more information in there that would be helpful in this Mm -hmm. process. Mm -hmm. So I think this is a good segue into talking about the future of all this. What does this failure mean for the coming year? Will this year's failure make it easier to make goals in the future? Yeah, I think that's part of it because some of the, some of this was rules that they expected to finalize this year. They didn't actually get through because the regulatory process takes so long. Um, and so some of the savings they expected to get, for example, with EPA's rule that is going to deal with fuel efficiency uh, for vehicles, that's supposed to save a lot of money. And actually, that's so much money, it's actually off budget. But just as an example of a rule, that one didn't come through when they thought it would this year. Um, so I think That's part of what we'll see next year. The other part is they may just take a step back and say, this is a lot harder than we thought it was. Actually do some managing of expectations. Yeah, and let's make this a little bit more realistic Mm -hmm. to achieve. Mm -hmm. So what what would that look like, just setting a different number? Um, I mean, this is all done through presidential executive order, am I right? So they would just have to update the original order. Yeah, maybe maybe OMB working with the agencies a little more closely to figure out what can we realistically get through in this last year. I see. Um, And one thing that's actually going to be worth watching is that the administration is going to try to get rid of or get most of their new rules through by May and the off chance they lose next or not the off chance, but the chance that they lose uh, an election next year, um, those rules might be subject to the Congressional Review Act and possible repeal similar to what the Republican Congress and the Trump administration did with a number of rules. Under right, the right. Administration. They had some they had some fancy name for all that. Remind me what that was again, uh, like the midnight rule or 11th hour or something yeah, like that. Midnight rules. Midnight and they rules. Were, yeah. yeah, eventually repealed through the Congressional Review yeah, Act. I, I knew it was out there. So I often think about regulatory policy as being simply at the whim of the executive. But that's not quite correct, right? Does the failure this year show how regulations are often more permanent than many think? I think so. I think once a regulation is on the books and it's being enforced, there are two reasons why it's hard to get rid of. One is that uh, it's already made its way through a court process. So a court has found that whatever, whenever that rule is put Fourth, um, the agency had a good reason for doing so. So then to back it out, you need to reestablish a new record um, to get a court eventually on your side to show that you weren't just arbitrarily repealing a rule or, or changing it. And the second part of it is that businesses have already sort of sunk their compliance costs. So the benefit that you actually get from repealing a rule that's been on the books for a long time isn't as great as really, I think, the true benefit of the regulatory budget, which is 
limiting the amount of new rules that are coming out in the first I place. I see. So it's so it's not necessarily you know only about the deregulation and saving of hours and and time for 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 private businesses. It's about you know slowing the pace of of regula- of regulations. Yeah, and and, it, and no question can it be said that this administration has not done a great deal in that regard. I mean, right. that's going to be I think the regulatory legacy of this administration is that it limited greatly the amount that new regulation came out. And we've seen that reflected in, I think, optimism from small businesses and businesses um, that are larger. I think they just sort of feel like we don't need to worry about what Washington's doing. We'll be able to invest in a way that'll help our business grow. Mm -hmm. Now, speaking of moving quickly, before I let you go, I have to ask you about, uh, I know one of one of our colleagues here, I think Andrew, told me today about your your exploits with running and and (laughs) training for a marathon. How's that going? Uh, it's hard, but uh, yeah, I'm, so I'm training for a, a marathon in November in Richmond, mm-hmm. and it'll be my fourth, but it's been a few years since I've done it, and I forget how much work it takes <laughs> to do yeah, it. Yeah, so he, he said something like you ran a double-digit miles this weekend? Yeah, 20 miles yesterday. 20 miles, wow. Um, and with summer coming back, it wasn't a great day to do it, but uh, I made it. <laughs> well, that's awesome. So good luck in your marathon, and Thank thanks you. for stopping by and talking to us about the reg budget this yeah, year. Yeah, always happy to do it. I hope you enjoyed this conversation. Tune back in for our next episode, where our experts will provide clear, data-driven insights into today's economic and domestic issues. Don't forget to subscribe to iTunes, Spotify, or Google Play. I'd also encourage you to check out any of the links in our show notes, and also follow us on social media to learn more about AAF.